Welcome to another Muharatha from the top of the tent, better known as Rasul Kema. In this monthly podcast, we chat about research, education, and arts in the UAE. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Lachelle Smith. Thanks for tuning in. Hayakumala. Dr. Tiffany Lachelle Smith, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Mazarat Fatima Soleimani, our current artist in residence here at the foundation. Welcome, Mazarat Fatima. Hi, Tiffany. Happy to be here. Perfect. I'm happy to have you here. So it's the time of the year when everyone in the office is busy, 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 preparing for the annual Russell Kema Fine Arts Festival, better known as RACFAF. So it's only appropriate that we spend our conversation today talking about art. Before we do, I want to briefly talk about the Artist in Residence grant so that our listeners have a better understanding about this prestigious opportunity that you are benefiting from. So first, I'll congratulate you and say congratulations on being selected as the 2022 Artist in Residence grant recipient. Congrats, Thank you so congrats. much. <laughs> really delighted to be there. Absolutely. So one of the many grants offered by the foundation is the Artist in Residency Grant, which is for local and international artists from all nationalities and artistic backgrounds. It's an opportunity to produce new work while engaging in a type of cultural exchange with the Russell Kamba community. It's highly competitive. And the artist is strongly encouraged to allow the spirit of Russell Kema to inspire their work in some type of form or fashion. Artists can apply for residencies for up to 6 to 12 months. And in addition to the residency, the artist is provided with a very lucrative benefits package, which includes housing and a stipend. In exchange, the artist develops a community exhibition, provides a number of workshops, and keeps an open engagement policy with those interested in learning more about their art. So if you're listening to this episode and you're an artist looking for inspiration to expand your work, consider the beauty and texture of Russell Kema. More information about the grant can be found on our website, alcosomyfoundation.com. Click on the Grants tab and select Arts. So, Mazarat Fatima, let's jump into this conversation. Before we discuss your art, let's talk a little bit about you. Share with us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Tell us about your education. Sure, Tiffany. As you know, my name is Masarat Fatima. I am from India, uh, specifically from Gujarat. I did my graduation in India itself from the prestigious MS University, also called Maharaja Sayaji Rao University, where I studied applied arts. And then after my graduation, I came to UAE and was a graphic designer for some time before I found my calling in arts. Okay. So talk a little bit more about graphic designing. Before you come into the art, what were you doing before you started doing what you're doing now? <laughs> oh, uh, before I started off, I was a graphic designer. I created logos. And the another thing I was very passionate about was creating wedding invites. Oh. I would love making a monogram of people's names. So, so those are the things I would do. Before I joined, uh, before when I did freelancing. Okay. Post that I did some agency work, but somehow my heart was not into that that much. So I decided not to pursue graphic designing. 
but rather pursue painting as in a form of art. Again, didn't find my heart into it. I was yeah. like, oh, I need to do something better, something different. I don't know. It's a something we can say. It comes from the heart. Exactly. And my heart wasn't just like it was looking around, like traveling around, finding something that makes you know you feel like you are on a right path. It was the same for me, and surprisingly, I came across paper cut art, and that is a very interesting story. Okay, so hold hold off on that interesting story <laughs> because we haven't talked about your uh, paper cutting art. But kind of thinking about the graphic designing, because I'm imagining wedding invites, I'm imagining logos, imagining still the creative space, which is completely different from the paper cutting, which we'll talk more about. Um, what was it about the graphic designing that, that wasn't calling you? Because I imagine it is still creative art. What, what was it about that wasn't connecting? Uh, it is very creative, but uh, somehow it, it it doesn't require uh, the form of art that I was doing in India when I was doing graphic designing was a lot of handiwork. Mm. Like you design a layout and everything through sketching and then you put it on uh, computer. While coming here, I found a little bit difficult doing that. Mm. And with the fast paced environment, I was not comfortable. I found it too, you can say, uh, commercial without, you know, uh, creative freedom that it has had to be. I'm not saying it's not creative, mm -hmm. but it's more of like, uh, I would say, commercial based. And I wanted to do something that comes from a heart. Absolutely. So that's the reason I stopped. Yeah. It's funny because when I hear you say it that way and, and how I'm just imagining artists having to find their art Right, not like this general artist, but just finding something that you are particularly pas passionate about. I like that. So then let's let's talk about your journey as an artist because it's coming from this background of graphic design and currently you are doing what you describe as paper cutting or paper, yeah, paper cut. How did you discover your interest? Well, as I said, I was looking for something, something that, you know, finds, feels that I'm on the right path. And one fine day, I was just thinking of what to give my niece a gift. She is very dear to me. I was like, I have given her family a portrait before. So I was like, no, I don't want to give the regular portrait, like painting stuff or something. And there was a scalpel lying on my table. And I was like, can I cut it? Is it possible to do that? And I simply tried. Without, I didn't even have the proper cutter. I just put it on a cardboard paper and started, and used a thin paper and started cutting it out. Mm. The final result was very nice. I was like, wow, it's something, you know. It Then that's the moment I would say I had found that calling. I was like, yes, this is something I can look forward to it. Then later on, I researched a bit and also, you know, experiment, kept on experimenting with my art. Then I realized, oh, no, there is a very old field, you know. It is all, like all the countries has it mm. and I was like I was totally unaware of it so there is uh, this art the particular paper art is also in a UNESCO heritage list mm. and also it's like a many uh, in many countries it's a tradi uh, traditional form of art like China and many other countries like India it is called Sanji art it's a traditional devotional form of art not the same but you can say similar kind of art where the stencil is used to create a rangoli and all. So I, I was like, wow, there is a huge field and I need to explore that. And that's how my journey started as in 
paper cut artist. Yeah, yeah. So let's not skip this part because I want to be sure that the listeners understand the dimensions of where we started and the dimensions of where we are. So this gift that you created for your niece was about how big? It was just about very small, like five to six inches. That's about it. It was a very tiny piece of paper. I just thought, let's do it. I had no experience of cutting it beforehand and all. It was quite small. Yeah. Now, shall I reveal it right yeah, of now? Of course, of course. So now I cut paper pieces like 6.5 meters long mm. and one single paper. It's, it, it covers the entire room that big. Right, and I just want to sit in silence for a second. <laughs> because you're literally going from discovering this passion of um, creating a gift for your knees, mm -hmm. and now you're using this passion to recreate, well, I would say rooms, right? Large yes. rooms and, and decorating large um, rooms with this art. The other thing is, it was just one uh, piece of paper that I created first time. It was a 2D thing. Now, as I have grown, like exploring art, I started making it 3D. Then the next step was I started making it immersive. When you walk into a room which is covered in the art, you are basically inside an art piece. It's mm. not just like, you know, standing in front of an art. It's being part of it. You are surrounded by it. Mm. So now my installations usually have a part of immersiveness, not interactive, but immersive. You become a part of art in that particular scene. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So why paper? Um, how did you come to using paper as your medium of art? Well, I find paper very interesting. It's a medium that is with you since childhood. You crumble the paper to show anger. And the same way you, you know, different ways you express yourself, even before you learn writing, the paper is there for you to express. That's why I use paper. And along with that, a paper has multiple possibilities. You can tear it. You can create art literally by doing anything to the paper. You fold it, you create an origami. You cut it, you create some a collage. In the same way, you create multiple possibilities. And I love to explore those possibilities. I create earrings by the paper. In the same way, like I want to create a dress with the paper. So it's, it has a lot of possibilities. It's up to you how you explore. Yeah. And one of the thing is paper is very strong. At the same time, it's equally fragile. You tear it, you, it's easy to tear. But at the same time, have you ever felt the nick of a paper or you call, what you call a paper cut? Uh, you can feel the pain, right? Yeah. In the same way, I think it's uh, also in this specific installation, it is much relatable. Nature is equally fragile and strong. Mm. You can see if there is a tsunami or some other natural disaster, you see the strength of a nature. Yet at the same time, because of our effect, we are leaving a negative mark also. At the same way, humans, we are equally strong and fragile. And that relationship continues between humans and nature. Mm. Hence the use of paper to show that strength as well as to show that fragility. A handmade paper is much more fragile. And in the same way, if I'm using a different kind of paper, it's stronger. Yeah. So we have the multiple possibilities to showcase that characteristics of a nature. I love that. Oh, I love that. Okay, so then let's let's talk about um, your experience as the artist in residence here at the foundation because one of the things that you're preparing for, or maybe it's prepared at this point, is your um, installation for the RACFA. And I want to preface this conversation with the idea of this year's 
um, theme being nature. And the title of your installation is? Footprints. So tell us about Footprints. All right. So actually, the theme which is coinciding with the nature, it just came off, uh, it, it came off coincidentally. I never decided, like, I'm doing something. When I sent the proposal to the foundation, I had not in mind that it will be something, uh, you know, sim similar with the theme. It's just like I, I, came, I came to Rasul Hema once and I was very much inspired by the nature and the, you can say, semi-broken buildings. And that idea stayed with me. Mm -hmm. And just I created the proposal just by researching a bit about Rasul Khaimah. And then later on, I I came to know oh, that they have the same, you know, uh, theme for the year. And I was like, yes, that's going well with my theme. So that's how I started. Once I came, joined in as the resident, I first along researched a lot. I went to different places like Al Falaya Fort, Al Daya Fort. I went to beaches. Uh, so different places I went, explored. Sometimes I even got lost in Rasul Khaimah. Yeah. Know? Like it was, but that led to a very beautiful discovery of seeing old houses. Yeah. I was on my way to Al Daya Fort and I lost the way with GPS also that happened. So I was like, uh, on the way, I reached on a very thin street and there I saw some broken houses. It was, they were very old and I could see the texture in it and, you know, how the natural materials are used. Yeah. So all that just, just added to my, you can say, observation. As an artist, you see those things, you know, how the nature, how the trees are growing up on the broken buildings yeah. some broken walls. So those are the things where I was inspired. And another thing that I was very much inspired were the chorus. Most of the building, like... Any building, even the small fort in the old market or wherever you go, you see corals, mm. uh, bricks made out of corals. So that was another thing that I imbibed in my art. So this is where the inspiration came and then I started working over it. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking about the story <laughs> you shared before we started recording um, about uh, uh, older gentleman, gentleman offering oh, you yes. dates. Can you share that story oh, with yeah, our listeners? Definitely. So I was, uh, so Daya, what I think is the most special part for me, because I went there, it's a huge climb. You go up, you come down, and I was, it was uh, scorching heat, still very summerish kind of uh, atmosphere, very hot. I was dead tired. I was sitting in that hotel. There is a hotel just in front of it. Just sitting along, just sipping on the juices and everything to get the energy back. And then a very a gentleman came. He was the owner of the restaurant. I was not aware of that at that time. And he simply said, I just, uh, we had a conversation, how are you and all. And then he offered uh, organic dates from his farm. I was so touched by the gesture, <laughs> like, you know, it felt welcome. As an artist, you want to feel welcome. Absolutely. You want to feel connected with the people. And that is one thing I found everywhere here in Ras Al-Khaimah. From the, the office when I joined in at the family, uh, at the foundation, they were all very welcoming. And wherever I went, be it the museum, be it the places, the people were very welcoming, very warm, which helped me, I feel, grow as a person as well as explore more, yeah. be more confident about it. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. So listening to what you've said this far, um, you were inspired through these adventures to the different forts around Ras Al-Khaimah. Mm -hmm. um, you were able to see many different textures and bricks that are made of coral and, and trees growing on 
um, homes and all of this inspiration has kind of helped um, with your own creative installation, yes. which will be on display at the RACFAF that's coming up. So tell us a little bit about how this inspiration <laughs> resulted in what you'll be showcasing soon. All right. So my installation basically is, uh, as I told you, it's a 6.5 meter long, but that's just one piece. There are many pieces. So imagine you are in standing in front of a room. You enter a room and on top of you, you, are, you have a canopy of trees and there is like sunlight coming through. So there are lights which pass through, which gives an effect of like walking in the forest or a canopy of trees. Mm. You walk around it and then you see some, uh, what you can say, old bricks, old walls, where the trees are coming over it. So it's, it's a uh, conversation. I am trying to showcase a conversation between a nature and humans. And that conversation never stops. Mm. It's similar to like, you know, walking on a beach water washing away your footprints and you don't stop walking neither does the water stops flowing it's the same and it's same when you're walking on the sand you keep walking and the wind flows it takes away the you know footprints you don't stop walking neither does the wind it's a conversation it keeps on going yeah and the idea for me was to just without criticizing or pinpointing anything it was just to present you that uh, what we say, the conversation, just to, for you to observe. Just be there in that moment, observe the nature. It's a surrealistic world. It's not exact copy. But yes, it's inspired by the plants and uh, uh, the bushes I found in Ras al Khaimah, like uh, Arabian uh, almond and uh, broom bush. So the flowers and all are typically, I have uh, what I found along my, you know, exploration in Ras al Khaimah. I just try to put all that together just for you to observe and maybe more be more aware of the nature that yeah, it is yeah. because in day to day life often we forget that there is you know the nature which is always surrounding and in Ras al Khaimah that nature is amazing yeah. <laughs> I I cannot uh, describe in the words uh, the way like when I st in, uh, start in the morning here from my home, where it is in Al Khawasim area, which I was provided from the foundation and going to the office. It's so surrealistically beautiful mm. with man mangroves surrounding you, trees. Mm -hmm. You feel blessed. You feel you see, could see the mountain. You could see it's an amazing experience. And that is what inspired me. Like, oh, wow, we are gifted with such beautiful nature. And that's something I wanted to portray, just be in that installation and, you know, observe. And other the interesting thing that I would like to share with uh, being with close to the nature and, you know, trying to know about nature inspired me to also learn how to make paper from the plants. Mm. And that is another addition that I thought of adding in my installation that is making a paper, handmade paper sculpture from the niche from the plants and the bushes that I found in Ras al Khaimah. And mostly some of them are from the own office uh, and rest are like around here and there where I found some sticks and all. Together I put a sculpture with that. So that's uh, something like I Oh my to goodness. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm inspired. I, I'm just imagining everything. And, and, and the way you're able to talk about beauty, um, it just makes me think about, you know, in, in, in the many conversations that I've had with people who live in the region, um, when we're, 
when we tell people that we live in Roselcama, there's always this question like, people live there? <laughs> so when you think about Abu Dhabi, when you think about Dubai, when you think about even Sharjah, um, you're always looking for this this reason or this like one thing to say, this is what Roselcama offers that none of the other Emirates offer. And I think the way that you just described this concept of beauty and when you see it, you feel blessed and, you know, that's exactly how I feel being here in Roselcama. Mm -hmm. So the idea of you being able to capture that beauty in your installation, it's, it's just really exciting. It's really exciting. And it's the purpose of the Artist in Residency grant. So that kind of segues into uh, one of our last questions that we'll discuss here on our episode. It's just basically thinking about your experience that you've had um, during your residency here, and then also for the artists that, that may be interested in possibly pursuing these opportunities or just now knowing that this grant exists. Uh, do you have any recommendations for other artists as far as your experience? So I would like to share some more about my experiences here okay. so that they are uh, like those who are listening would be more interested in applying. See. As an artist, you are always looking for opportunities and this is one of the perfect opportunity that gives you time and space to just focus on your work. You don't have to worry about anything else, just focus on whatever you are creating. They give you a lot of, I would say, freedom in creating what you want with a very few restrictions. Yeah. I would say none restriction, but yes, very few restriction. You just, you know, create so much stuff. And along with that, there is a lot of opportunity to grow as a person. You meet, interact with, like I had a workshop with prison inmates. I had a workshop with college yes. students. You meet a variety of people along the way. And that helps you learn about the people, person, and also grow as a person. So that was another amazing experience I had. I went to different places. Again, that added a lot in, I would say, as a person in me. It helped me be more confident in my art. And also explore new avenues. I never thought of making paper. I had it in mind, but not like, oh, I will do it. But because I had this freedom yeah. and the opportunity and the resources all together, I was like, oh, yes, I could pursue this, learn and imbibe in my art. Now, that is one thing I would say, apart from what I do, that is like addition to it. Now I can grow through that as well yeah. and be more uh, all-rounded in the things paper could do. So that is one thing and I would say please do apply. It's a great opportunity for you to grow as an artist and the foundation supports you greatly. They are there every step of the way, which is very much important for an artist. Yeah. And just thinking about the scale of opportunities that you've had in the past, um, how would you compare you being able to put your art on display here at the Russell Kema, the, the RACFAF Festival? Um, is this the largest? event that you've been able to showcase? Uh, this is the largest installation of mine in terms of size. Like it's a six meter. Till now I had done like four meters, four by four meters or something. So this is the largest in size and it is a really great platform. The another thing that I like about this place is the location of where the exhibition is. It's in Jazirat al-Hamra, yeah. which resembles a lot with my art. It's like uh, site itself is an inspiration and you are putting your art in the place where you are inspired. Yeah. So that is tremendously beautiful for me. That uh, The room that is given to me is a beautiful uh, villa. It's in Beth 17 where I will be displaying my art. 
and it's a beautiful place and it's it'll come out and you see trees broken buildings it goes with the theme like you are you are from a real world entering a surreal world of my art and then going back to the same world like you know you could relate to that yeah. in that sense yeah oh i love it i love it i love it and yes i would say i'm really thankful for this opportunity and this is my first residency and i'm really glad to have it here it's very close and yet i could have all the freedom that i wanted to explore as an artist and yeah. learn yeah yeah oh i love it i love it well i want to thank you again mazarat fatima for joining us on the podcast today most welcome delighted to be here at the foundation as well as delighted to be in your company thank you most welcome Muharatha is a podcast supported by the Sheikh Saud bin Sagar Al Qasimi Foundation for Policy Research. If you'd like to learn more about what we do in Ras Al Khaimah, visit our website at alqasimifoundation.com and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to follow us on IG at Al Qasimi Foundation.